Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a re-watch Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. And you know what that means. Time to step into the film room as I give you guys all of my Week 12 film notes. We're going to talk schematics on the Titans offense and defense, talk personnel, talk play calling, and a lot more. Before we get into our rewatch notes, we do have to talk more Tennessee Titans injuries as a key Tennessee Titans rookie was placed on IR on Tuesday. I'll tell you who it was and what it means going forward for the Titans as they deal with these cluster injuries. So some injury talk and film notes on a rewatch Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, it is a re-watch Wednesday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. And we are going to kick things off by talking about the latest injury news for the Tennessee Titans as the hits just keep on coming. Before we get into that, though, do got to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen to the Locked on Titans podcast, make sure that you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Also, make sure you subscribe to the Locked on Titans YouTube channel so you can check out the podcast on video. Smash that thumbs up button and smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. Have to follow me on social media, especially today, Follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Check out my Tic Tac Tuesday film thread that goes through a ton of different clips, a ton of different breakdowns of exactly what we're going to talk about today for copyright reasons. Can't put the clips on the actual YouTube channel, but all of that is readily available on my Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. I'm going to put a link to that down below in the description as well. So even if you don't have Twitter, you can click on that link and scroll through and check out all of the film breakdowns and all the film clips that I put up. Check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. Going to be bringing you guys Monday through Friday daily Tennessee Titans content, not only during the season, but all year long. Really appreciate all of you guys checking out the show on a daily basis and getting all your feedback, whether it be reviews or just your comments on YouTube or on Twitter. All of that is greatly appreciated. But with all of that being said, it's time to talk more Tennessee Titans injuries. It's absolutely outrageous. But we learned on Tuesday, Tennessee Titans inside linebacker Monty Rice will go on IR with an ankle injury. He missed the second half of the game against the Patriots. Dylan Cole got a ton of those snaps, and Dylan Cole got exposed in a couple of different ways, over-diagnosing plays, over-running run holes, Also, getting take advantage of uh, in the passing game with play action over the middle. The guy just doesn't have the athleticism necessary and the agility and the change of direction necessary to go along with slow processing. He is a young player still to be out there long term for the Titans as a starter, but they don't have a lot of options. We talk about Monty Rice going on IR as a linebacker, but already Jayon Brown was on IR earlier in the year, and he does not look 
like the Jayon Brown that I've come to know. He looks like a shell of himself out there, getting roasted by Mark Ingram and man coverage against the Saints, being targeted over and over again by the Patriots. I mean, Jayon Brown just is not getting the job done for the Titans right now. He's getting a ton of tackles, but he's just not playing good football. Monty Rice was playing better football anyways as a as the starting linebacker for the Titans. But the Titans had Jayon Brown, who's clearly still banged up, who came off IR. Rashawn Evans has missed his last five games in a row with an ankle. David Long has missed three games in a row with a hamstring. I mean, what are the Titans going to do? What are they going to do with inside linebacker? I mean, at this point, they're looking at playing Nick DeZubnar. Nick DeZubnar can't play defense. This is just the definition of cluster injury for the Titans. Not only is it a cluster injury, it is a cluster... Just kidding, YouTube. Just kidding. I'm not going to say it. But either way, it's so difficult for the Titans to to play the way they want to play right now with the injuries that they're dealing with. And this is just another example in a flood of injuries for the Titans throughout the year, which makes it even more ridiculous uh, that Mike Vrabel is giving zero blame and zero, not even the possibility of evaluation for the training staff, as we talked about at length yesterday. But either way, Monty Rice will miss at minimum three games. And as I outlined yesterday, it is three games that you have to miss when you're on IR. The bye week does not count as one of those, okay? So take that into account moving forward. But the Titans are just in a terrible spot at inside linebacker, and I really don't know what they can do going forward. Hopefully, Rashawn Evans or David Long will be back after the bye. You have to hope they weren't placed on IR. So, I mean, you wouldn't think it's season-ending, but at this point, who really knows? Also, Austin Mack was cut. He's a wide receiver, was cut from the practice squad. Hopefully, hopefully, that means that Julio Jones will be able to return for practice next week and be able to return for the game against Jacksonville. We have to hope to get one NFL-level wide receiver back in this offense sometime soon. So those are the roster moves that you need to know about coming out of Tuesday. More unfortunate news for the Titans, but news nonetheless. Now it is time for Rewatch Wednesday. We're going to step into the film room. I'm going to start on the offensive side of the ball, break down everything that I saw from the Titans, schematically speaking, on tape before we get into that. Just want to remind you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered for all of your props, odds, and lines this holiday season. Remember, football season is on its way to the playoffs. There is no better place to bet than BetOnline.ag. They don't just have football, though. They have basketball, pro, and college. They have NHL. They have boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers. And one of the amazing offers that I have for you is a promo code locked on. When you use the promo code locked on, when you sign up at betonline.ag, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's literally free money from betonline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Titans fans, we are going to continue this rewatch Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast by diving into my film notes on the Tennessee Titans offense from the Week 12 loss 
to the New England Patriots. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream so you never miss the daily Monday through Friday Tennessee Titans content that I put out all year long. But diving into the offense, you guys know I have a tendency to get a little long-winded when we start talking about scheme and schematics. But uh, starting with personnel, as I discussed on the Crossover Thursday show with Mike DeBate, as I talked about on my Friday game preview, the Titans needed to go heavy personnel in this game. The Patriots love to be in five defensive backs, six defensive back sets. They they use their safeties in a ton of different ways. The Titans, to get an advantage, needed to go heavy. Three tight end, two tight end, two tight end and fullback, whatever it took, 13 personnel, 11, not 13, uh, yeah, 13 personnel, 12 personnel, 22 personnel, 23 personnel even. And the Titans did exactly that. They wanted to get the Patriots into base formation. but. The Patriots did a good job to counter that. What they did was they took one of their physical safeties, Kyle Duggar, and they had him play inside linebacker while staying in base. So the Patriots would come out three defensive linemen. They would have basically they're running a three-four defense, but instead of having four linebackers, they'd have three linebackers and then Kyle Duggar, a safety, playing as a linebacker. And they had him much deeper on the formation, then they had their regular linebackers. And what they were doing that for is when you're in base defense, now you're not compromised against the Titans' heavy tight end personnel that they're using. You can play good run defense there. And by having Duggar as one of your linebackers, it makes you be able to handle the Titans' play-action attack over the middle a lot better. Duggar was not affected by the play-action enough in this game. He would take maybe one step forward, but I have multiple examples of Duggar bouncing back and dropping back into his zone before the play-action fake is even done. He read it immediately. That's the Derrick Henry effect right there. And I have a great example of that in one of my film clips in my film thread on Twitter. So they have Kyle Duggar there, but they're staying in base 3-4 defense. So it helps them against the run and it helps them make sure they can they have the athleticism to get back in their zones. Remember I talked about Dylan Cole just a second ago? He doesn't have the athleticism to be able to handle a play action fake and then drop back in his zone deep enough to not get roasted. Well, Kyle Duggar does. So it was taking away the middle of the field. Well, if the Patriots are making it hard to do play action over the middle of the field, well, then you got to do play action to the outside of the field. So what the Titans were doing is they were having two wide receivers on one side, two tight ends on one side. Now, typically what we know from the Titans is they're going to run those over-the-middle routes, those crossers, those deep ends, those quick slants over the middle, usually with A.J. Brown off the play action fake. Well, the Titans were trying to confuse the Patriots and do something different, so the outside wide receiver would run a deep comeback, basically go up the field, about 12 yards and then come back towards the sideline away and Des Fitzpatrick caught his only catch on that exact route and then the inside wide receiver would go up go up about 10 to 12 yards pretend like they're going to cut over the middle and then just sit down on a curl so they're using a comeback curl combination with play action to confuse the Patriots it just wasn't successful enough because the Titans don't have the wide receivers that can consistently threaten defenses and beat one-on-one coverage so It worked a couple of times, but it wasn't a consistent go-to. So the Patriots were using a safety as a linebacker in their base defense to try to take away play action over the middle and also have their cake and eat it too against the run. Now, it didn't necessarily work because the Titans ran for 270 yards 
but the turnovers really ruined any semblance uh, of good offense for the Titans. Moving forward, the Titans, I like the way they deployed their personnel. So the Titans would come out in those heavy personnel packages. I saw them one time in a goal line situation. They had two running backs. They had Torrey Carter out there as a fullback. They had Deonta Foreman out there as the running back and three tight ends, but they came out and spread five wide shotgun. So you're getting the Patriots base defense on the field, but you're spreading them out. And there's multiple reasons for the Titans spreading people out. One, they're trying to take advantage of the personnel matchup that I've explained. But also, the Titans can't run a normal drop-back passing offense right now with the weapons that they have. So when you spread people out like that, people do this against the Titans defense all the time because you have to make sure you get the ball out of your hands quick against the Titans defensive line so that they don't... That's what the Texans did, and Jeffrey Simmons talked about that. So the Patriots used the same concept, against, or the Titans used the same concept against the Patriots. They didn't want to get Ryan Tannehill beat up against a good defensive line with a bad pass-protecting offensive line. So they like to spread it out, go five wide at times, and try to hit quick passes, get the ball out of Ryan Tannehill's hands, Get a couple of you know, get a couple of yards, three, four, five, six. You're making the offense move forward while also not sacrificing pass protection that much. So the Titans did that, and I like to see that. And they did it out of heavy personnel packages. So that was pretty cool. Also, another aspect of that is the Patriots, like every team all year, likes to crowd the line of scrimmage against the Titans. The Patriots were putting five, six, seven guys on the line of scrimmage even when the Titans were in shotgun spread wide situation. They're trying to confuse the pass or the pass protection and, and get them to slide the wrong direction. But what the Patriots were doing is most teams play man against the Titans and they crowd the line of scrimmage. Well, the Patriots were crowding the line of scrimmage but dropping into zone. And they were trying to confuse the Titans. But that's why the draws work. The Titans hit the draw for the touchdown to Dontrell Hilliard on the big play. They hit another draw in the second half on a third and ten that got a first down. The Patriots linebackers that are mugged over the center. The two linebackers that are literally on the line of scrimmage right by the center in the A-gaps. They were having those guys do that, and then they were dropping out into zone coverage. Well, if you do that too quickly, the draw is going to be open. So good job by Todd Downing going to draws, and the draws work in a major way. Also, when the Titans are spread out like that, the, the Titans realize, oh, you're not playing man coverage when you do this like most people do. You're playing zone coverage. And if you're not playing man coverage, that means that wide receiver screens can work even better because when you're in man and you run a screen, if the guy who has man coverage on the screen receiver realizes it quick enough, he'll just dart through and blow up the screen, which is why the Titans have had trouble running wide receiver screens throughout the year. But the Patriots were showing man, crowding the line of scrimmage, and dropping in the zone, so the Titans tried to go to a few wide receiver screens, and a couple of them worked, a couple of them didn't. Uh, but I like the plan there as well. Now, I will say this. There were a few times in critical situations where Todd Downing ran a man-beater play, like on the goal line, on the goal line stand, the turnover on downs in the late third into the early fourth quarter. The Titans ran a play to Chester Rogers that was essentially a pick play because they expected the Patriots to be in man, but the Patriots were in zone. And it didn't work, and that's when Ryan Tannehill threw the interception in the end zone. So the chess match going back and forth, Todd Downing had some wins, but the Patriots' defensive plan had some wins as well. Now, I talked a lot about quick game, hitting those wide receivers real quick, getting the ball out of your hands. 
because you don't want to you don't want to take a lot of pass rush. You also want to manufacture offense. I've been talking about this since Henry went out. Well, the Patriots were aware of that as well, and they batted down about two passes for Ryan Tannehill on plays that would have been completions because they were ready for it and they got their hands up against the quick passing game. So, just really good coaching. The last thing that I want to say about the Titans' offense is. If you watch my film breakdowns on Twitter and you go through the thread, to me, this is not fire Todd Downing or get rid of Ryan Tannehill. Those criticisms are lazy, and nothing on the tape says that Ryan Tannehill is a huge problem and can't do it, and Todd Downing's calling bad plays. It's just not the case. The Titans fumbled the ball a bunch. The Titans had nine turnovers the last two weeks. Any offense is going to look bad, and Tannehill missed some throws, yeah, but that is Tannehill. He's not Rodgers. He's not Mahomes. He's not Brady. He's not Allen. He's he's not Kyler Murray. He's not those guys. So when he's dealing with what he's dealing with, he's not going to play his best. And Todd Downing was fine in this game. I thought Todd Downing called a great game. I loved the plan that Todd Downing had. And it would have worked if not for the fumbles. So that's where I'm at. I know everyone wants to be outraged and wants to be angry, but... I like the plan, and I got to say this, I love what Todd Downing has done for this offense. The Titans aren't just running outside and inside zone like they have been the last few years. In this game, the Titans ran a pitch sweep. The Titans ran counters. The Titans ran misdirection. The Titans ran power plays like traps and like lead iso. The Titans also ran outside zone and inside zone. They ran duo. I mean, the Titans are literally running every kind of run play that you can run in the NFL. I didn't see any wham plays from them, but I've seen pretty much everything else in varying this run attack and varying this offense so that like when the Titans played Baltimore or Green Bay in previous years, when you shut down the, the OZ or the IZ, they have something else to go to I love what Todd Downing's done with this offense. Without the playmakers that the Titans have been without, with the injuries, with the pass protection, the offensive line, I think Todd Downing has done a bang-up job, and I thought he had a great plan in this game. But we're going to go to the defensive side of the ball. We're going to talk to X's and O's from that perspective in that phase. Before we get into that, I do want to tell you guys about the best-tasting protein bar ever, our friends from Built Bar. Uh... Right now, it's the holiday season. Make sure to grab a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, and even better than a candy bar, Built Bars are filled with holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavors, covered in chocolate. Uh, but amazingly, they're low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. They have so many different flavors to choose from, like the mint brownie, the cookies and cream, the peanut butter brownie. I mean, there are so many different options. There is most certainly something for everyone. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel so you can bust down those mall doors, battle with all the other holiday shoppers, and make sure you get what you need. Throw one in your jacket, throw one in your purse to keep you going throughout the holiday shopping season. Because it is the season for peace and love, don't bring your favorite Built Bar flavor at the family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor. They'll fight about it and things could get out of hand. So make sure that you are smart and responsible 
with your delicious built bars this holiday season. You want to be friends with Santa? Well, tell Santa to throw a few built bars in those stockings. He may even enjoy one as well. Either way, make sure that you are checking out everything that Built Bar has to offer right now. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Rewatch Wednesday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Going over my film notes for the Titans defense in Week 12. What I saw from an X's and O's standpoint there, we just talked about the offense. We started out the show with the new injury updates, which there are more every single day, it seems. But let's dive into the defense. Before we do, want to thank you again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. As for your second listen, Make sure you check out the Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling Monday through Friday. It is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. It is presented by betonline.ag. That's the Locked on Bets podcast. Find it wherever you get your podcast. But for the defense, um, what, what I really liked. Okay, so the Patriots run the ball very well. The Titans would run their base defense, a 3-4 or 4-3, whatever alignment, just their base personnel out there. And then what they would do is they would bring Kevin Byard into the box, but not just into the box at linebacker depth. What they would do is they would put Kevin Byard literally where he could put a hand on a defensive lineman. He was that close to the line of scrimmage. Why is the question? Well, I can tell you why the Titans were doing that. So, The Patriots played team football just like the Titans. And what's important on offense for the Titans wide receivers? Blocking. The Titans wide receivers often will be tasked with going into the fray and digging out a linebacker, getting on a linebacker, hat on hat at the second level. Well, the Patriots asked their wide receivers to do the exact same thing. They asked them to get into the battle of the run game and dig out those linebackers. Well, it's going to be hard to dig out Kevin Byard at the second level if he's on the line of scrimmage. And KB made about three tackles for loss because Jacoby Myers was the wide receiver and his job was to get to Byard, but Byard was up so close to the line of scrimmage that that Myers just couldn't get to Byard. He couldn't get there. And I have a good example of that in my film thread, and it shows Jacoby Myers before the play and after the play looks over at the sideline and, and puts his hands up like, what do you want me to do? I, I can't get there. I can't get there. So if the player literally cannot get to his assignment, that's good schematics from Shane Bowen. And the Titans really handled the Patriots' run game. They only ran for 103 yards, and about 30 of those yards came in garbage time that didn't even matter in the fourth quarter after the Titans' interception. So the Titans' defense did a great job stopping the run, and one of one schematic advantage that they created was putting Kevin Byard basically on the line of scrimmage in between the defensive end and the defensive tackle so that the wide receivers could not dig him out. And Kevin Byard made some really good plays in run defense. So good stuff there from the Titans. I really like that. Also, as we have talked about every single week, Teams know that the Titans are going to play cover three, they're going to play cover four, they're going to play man on first down. And the Patriots had a lot of plays to take advantage of those quick outside opportunities that teams have been hitting the Titans for all year long. Now, I get it. If you're the Titans, you're not going to bring your cornerbacks up to play press on first down to take away those 
five, six-yard outs, you would rather not get beat deep, keep them in front of you, force teams to drive, and let them make a mistake or play red zone defense. So I get it. I get that standpoint. But a lot of teams have been taking advantage of that, and the Patriots did that as well. A ton of quick hitters to the outside, um, getting it short, five yards to the sideline, take the yards, keep the drive going. Just the type of thing that I talked about the Titans offense wanting to do with the wide receiver screens in our second segment. So I, it's just good offense. It's just smart offense. But I understand why the Titans as a defense aren't going to be overly aggressive to take that away because you leave yourself susceptible to other things. But what I will say is when the Patriots got in third down situations or they got in second and long situations, rather than attacking outside because the Titans like to do more cover two, more cover one robber on those downs, they attacked over the middle with play action. I mean, Jayon Brown, Dylan Cole, even Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard in man coverage, just not good enough. Kevin Byard and Amani Hooker need to be roaming with their eye on the quarterback, playing zone, eyes in the backfield, being instinctive. Having Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard playing man coverage on tight ends, just not what you want to see. And to exasperate that advantage, what the Patriots were doing is, like the Titans, they were coming out in regular personnel packages, like with two wide receivers, two tight ends, and a running back, uh, two tight ends, a fullback, and, and a running back, and one wide receiver, and they were spreading it out and going spread wide. But what they did was, rather than having their tight ends in the slot and on the inside, they were putting their tight ends on the outside and having Jacoby Myers and Nelson Aguilar play the inside slots. And they were getting advantages. They would have Jacoby Myers on Kevin Byard or uh, Jacoby Myers on Amani Hooker. They would have those guys matched up against linebackers for the Titans. And the tight those the linebackers, Dylan Cole and Jayon Brown, the safeties are just not good enough in one-on-one coverage to win those battles consistently. That's why the Titans like Chris Jackson and Dane Crookshank to be out there. Even David Long, who's been far better than Jayon Brown this year. So the Patriots, man, those are just schematic things that they set up that really help them take advantage of the Titans' defense. But overall, I thought the Titans' defense did pretty good. So attacking with crossers, short outs, things like that on first down, attacking over the middle with play action on second and third down. Uh, also, the Patriots did a good job of diagnosing coverage early. If you notice, they had Kendrick Bourne doing a lot of motioning into the backfield. He would, I call it orbit motion. When you go behind the running back and the quarterback, they'd use a ton of orbit motion, and the Titans' defense would either just shift over or they would have a guy run with him. If a guy runs with him, it's man coverage. If the Titans defense just shifts over, that means it's zone coverage, making it easy for a rookie quarterback to diagnose the coverage pre-snap. So that was good stuff from the Patriots offense. They're a well-coached team. They're a well-schemed team. Now, I do want to tell you guys just about one awesome blitz. The Titans blitzed a little bit more in this game. Not a ton, but a little bit more. But one awesome blitz that they ran. So the Titans lined up six guys at the line of scrimmage. Okay, they had um, John Simon, Danico Autry, Jeffrey Simmons, Jayon Brown, Elijah Molden, and Harold Landry. What they did was, though, they dropped Harold Landry and John Simon, who were on the edges, they dropped them out into coverage. They had Elijah Molden and Jeffrey Simmons, who were the two inside guys, do a twist stunt, and then up the middle, through the middle of the twist, they had Kevin Byard blitz from the second level as a safety. 
That was it was a sack in the second half. I'm sure you guys can think of Kevin Byard's sack in the game. That stunt to have a cross dog blitz between your DT and your cornerback, and then have your safety come through the middle of it while dropping both your edges in the coverage. I mean, that was a nasty pressure concept from Shane Bowen. I loved that. I loved it. Fantastic stuff. But so I'm sure as you guys can tell, I'm not really that upset about this game. You take away the turnovers, and I think the Titans win. Like the Titans played well enough to win without the turnovers. So and the missed kicks. I mean, the Titans should have been up at halftime 17 to 16. And how would you feel then? So Anyways, just look at the tape always makes me feel better about the game. The Titans did a lot of good. There is some bad in there, of course, but either way, another rewatch Wednesday in the books. There will be no rewatch Wednesday next week as the Titans are on a bye, so there's no game, but I need a bye week about as bad as the Titans do. I've been grinding, grinding all uh, year long, I got to tell you guys the honest truth. I have put more work in and more time in to this season and, and the show and the film breakdowns and the articles than I ever have in my entire life. It's a labor of love, but I am ready for the bye week. But that's going to do it for me today, folks. Make sure you subscribe to the show. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans. Locked on Titans.